Welcome to the book reading program of 3ABN Australia Radio. Does your faith need a boost? Do you think that miracles only happened in Bible times? Think again. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Koval Smith. This story is entitled, The Studio That God Built. Psalm 50 verses 10 to 11 says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. When the Lord started the Shepherd's Call ministry back in 1999, I didn't really understand that that's what he was doing. He just had me go to a camp meeting and give my first ever concert and a sermon. That led to the realisation that God wanted me to minister through the spoken word and music. But having a background in media production, And having done media work for several other ministries, I always knew that Christian media production was going to be part of our future ministry. After a number of years in travelling ministry, we went to visit my wife's family, who had moved to New Mexico. At the time, we lived in California. We had not been able to buy a house there because it was far too expensive. However, we had no intention of moving to New Mexico. We actually told Kobe's family, please don't ever try to convince us to move out here. We are not going to move to New Mexico, so let's just not have that conversation. They all agreed. The next day, Kobe and I were out taking a walk. As we walked along, I thought, I just don't want to live here. We were coming from Northern California with lots of pine trees and beautiful lakes. Here the landscape was big and open with no trees and I felt vulnerable and exposed. I just don't want this, I told Kobe. We both agreed. The next morning we were taking a walk on the same road. I asked Kobe, so what is the Lord telling you? What's going on in your devotions? She hesitated and replied, You go first. Uh Uh-oh, I thought. Well, I began. I sensed we're supposed to move here. Oh no, me too, she exclaimed. We prayed a little more about it and we both had an overwhelming desire to move to New Mexico. It didn't take us long to conclude that this desire was from the Lord. We started looking for a house later that day. We didn't find anything while we were there, but a month later we came back and kept looking. We wanted to be out in the country. We wanted space to plant gardens and an orchard. And ultimately, we wanted to build a ministry building complete with an audio and video studio. The Lord led us to a piece of property with a nice house on it a barn and two and a half acres. The house wasn't even on the market yet, 
It belonged to family friends who were getting a divorce and wanted out of the house. As we walked around the place, we felt it was hand-picked for us. But it was far too expensive. So we kept looking. We found two other houses that we liked. Just as we were getting ready to put an offer on one of them, the woman who owned the house that we really liked said, Wait a minute. I don't think you are supposed to buy that house. I think you are supposed to buy my house. Let me talk to my ex-husband and we will see what we can do. How much can you afford? We told her, Come back to us with a number and we'll let you know if it will work for us. When she gave us a price, it was $70,000 less than the original price. It was exactly $4,000 more than where we wanted to be. We just said, OK. We couldn't believe they had offered us a price we could afford without us even telling them anything. God provided the down payment for the house. And when we put in our garden, we discovered that the ground was amazingly fertile. God had fulfilled our first two desires. I began looking around the property trying to figure out where to put a ministry building. I knew where I wanted to put it, but I didn't know if I could get permission to put it there because it was so close to the property line. One day I was talking to our neighbour, John, who turned out to be a city council member. I showed him where I hoped to put the building and mentioned the problem with the property line. John said, that's not your property line. I gave him a quizzical look, so he added, I know this place like the back of my hand. Your property line is another 50 feet beyond that. You can put the building right here if you want. Well, praise the Lord, I said. Next, I went to the County Planning and Development Office and explained the project. What can I do and what can't I do, I asked. The woman there said, Just draw what you want and bring it back to me. So I drew up a plan that included some offices and a small booth to record vocals and audio messages. There was no actual video studio or audio studio. Then the Lord said to me, Christian, I want you to do video. It wasn't an audible voice. It was an overwhelming impression. You're already trained in video production and I want you to use those skills for me. You're going to need a place to do it. So I kept drawing a bigger and bigger building. I took each new version to the planning office and asked, could I do this? Finally, the woman said, I can't help you until you know what you want. I eventually settled on a building that was about 3,200 square feet. It included an RV port to park a motorhome or trailer so that when people came for a filming session, they would have a place to park their trailer. Including that, it was under 4,000 square feet. They wouldn't let me go any bigger. When the Lord impressed me to build a complete video studio, my immediate thought was, but Lord, that's going to be a bigger building and we don't have any money. The Lord replied, how much of the cattle do I own? 
Okay, okay, I said. I get what you're saying, you own it all. That's right, I do, he said. The Lord was telling me, that's not your problem, that's my problem. Your job is to go forward by faith. As long as your will is in alignment with mine, I will supply your needs. So I said to the Lord, well then, we need money. He impressed me that the place to start was getting my plans drawn up by an architect. The next weekend I was speaking at a church in Albuquerque and I mentioned our plans to build an audio and video studio. I'd appreciate it if you would pray for us, I told the church. That's all I said. The head elder came up to me afterward and asked, How are you going to build that thing? I'm going to put up a metal building and construct the studio inside it, I explained. He shook his head. Why don't you build a stick building? It's too expensive. Not if I help you build it, he shot back. Do you have your plans drawn up yet? No, but I have sketches made of what I want to do. Well, my son can draw your plan, the head elder offered. Awesome, I said. How much would that cost? It won't cost you anything. We'll do it for free because it's for the Lord. Suddenly, I had a general contractor, head elder, and soon I had my plans drawn up. All I needed to do was to hire subcontractors and pay for the material. But first, I had to have the plans approved by the city. The contractor told me it would take a couple of months. I took the plans to the city office and the woman there told me she would look them over. If I have any questions, I'll call you, she promised. That was on Thursday. Monday morning, she called. Your plans are almost done, but I need you to come into the office. I have some questions for you. When I told my contractor, he wasn't optimistic. Uh, here we go, he groaned. They always do this. When we got to the office, the woman said, Christian, I think what you have here is going to work just fine. I'm going to step out of the room for a moment and I need you to do something for me. Handing me a bottle of whiteout, she said, I need you to white out where it says video studio, Christian's office, main office. Just white out all those names for me, okay? I wasn't quite sure why, but I did as she requested. A few minutes later, she came back, glanced at the altered plans, stamped all the pages and signed them. She rolled up the plans, handed them to me and said, congratulations, enjoy your hobby shop. As I walked out of the building, the contractor looked at me and said, I can't believe what just happened. The Lord is in this, brother. You are going to have a studio. Next, I had to get state approval for the plans. Once again, the contractor said it would take a couple of months. But once again, I submitted the plans on a Thursday and got a call Monday morning saying my plans were ready. They went through the city and the state in three days each. My contractor was absolutely flabbergasted 
He had been a contractor in the Albuquerque area for over 20 years and had never seen that, not even for the church he was working on. Now we started interviewing subcontractors. First on the list was the concrete person. I was very upfront with the man. We're a non-profit ministry, I told him. We can hire you one of two ways. I can wait and save the money and then call you when I'm ready to do the project. Or we can go by faith and I'll guarantee you that any time you need money, God will provide it. He thought about it for a minute and said, let's do the faith thing. I found out later that he used to be a Seventh-day Adventist. The concrete contractor wanted to start the following week on Thursday. I need to rent some equipment, so let's start with $3,500 down, he said. I told him to come back and get the cheque next Wednesday. This conversation happened on a Wednesday, so I had exactly one week to raise $3,500. I dropped to my knees and pleaded, Dear God, please send the money. Then I just left it in his hands. That weekend, two miracles happened. My wife and I had a couple coming to stay with us. Friends of ours who were having marriage problems. They came in on Friday, practically hating each other. Over the course of the weekend, God put their marriage back together. Before they left, my friend came up to me and said, I can't take it anymore. What? I responded. He handed me an envelope. Here, the Lord impressed me earlier this week to give this to you. I opened the envelope and found a $10,000 cheque. I couldn't believe it. I was dancing before the Lord. I had told my friend how excited I was that we were going to start digging the foundation and laying the concrete, but he had no idea about our financial need. God had provided just as he promised. As the project went on at every single step of the way, the Lord provided. There were times when we had to wait for funds. We had so many problems with the construction that we adopted the motto, why do it once when you can do it twice? These challenges taught us many lessons in adaptability and persistence. Our contractor left partway through the job. So my family and in-laws stepped in and we finished the building ourselves. We literally built that studio with prayer, blood, sweat and tears. I shot a 16-penny nail through my thumb one day, hence the blood. The ministry building started saving souls before it was ever completed. When my father-in-law started working with us on the project, he was not a Christian. He came into the ministry wondering whether this Christianity thing was real. Now he was going to have an inside look. One day he came to me and said, Christian, I now know this is not you getting this all done with some sales pitch or some angle. It's heaven. My father-in-law gave his heart to Christ and became a Christian as a result of seeing God work in this building project. I know God is doing it 
And I know he's doing it to save me, he commented. It took us two and a half years to build a $200,000 building, but we completed it with no debt. Our building now houses five employees and a beautiful, high-definition television and audio studio. We are creating Christian media content that has blessed thousands around the world. The God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills had no problem supplying our needs. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 249. Before asking them to leave their nets and fishing boats, Jesus had given them the assurance that God would supply their needs. The use of Peter's boat for the work of the gospel had been richly repaid. He who is rich unto all that call upon him has said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Romans 10 verse 12 and Luke 6 verse 38. In this measure, he had rewarded the disciples' service and every sacrifice that is made in his ministry will be recompensed according to the exceeding riches of his grace. Ephesians 3, 20 and Ephesians 2, verse 7. The studio that God built was written by Christian Burdal, who is the president of Shepherd's Call, an evangelistic ministry that includes music, speaking and video production. His wife, Kobe, and their sons, Tyler and Micah, also participate in the ministry, making it a family affair. You can visit ShepCall, that is, S-H-E-P-C-A-L-L dot com for more information. You've been listening to the book reading program by 3ABN Australia Radio featuring Get Ready for a Miracle. For more information about this book, visit remnantpublications.com.